Morning, Adam. Oh, Jack. Another day, another day here. It looks like I'm gonna. It's gonna be a good one. I like that. I like good ones. I don't like bad ones. No. I think the snow day over is just over right now, and uh, no more of that nonsense. So we'll get into spring and have its windy, rainy days, but that's okay. It's just we're, gonna, we're gonna have to make sure we we, we only record our podcast on a sunny day, Jack. Try to make sure that you're feeling in a good mood. Now that the problem with that though is it might take us several weeks to find those sunny days. We're gonna have to stack up. You spend all your sunny days recording podcasts. You don't be doing that, do you? That's right. We'll have to do ten a day here, the way it works. <laughs> That's right. No, but it's nice. And uh, for those who don't know, this is I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long term going on twenty years. I think we should get that date fixed, but. Uh, uh doing our our mvp coaching together about 20 years and uh we've been through a lot mostly good stuff we learned a great deal of coaching small business owners how to make their companies better and we have a lot of fun doing it and this is one leg of it doing podcasts talking about uh issues that that we encounter when we coach businesses mostly good mostly bad that's split right down the middle right so could be either one but uh we're here today to talk about one that adam's going to introduce and talk about and we will go from there so welcome aboard folks all right thanks jack so yeah welcome to dirty secrets of small business and our topic today is something that as an owner you may love or hate, but you know you don't have a choice as an owner. So you you better pay attention today, right? Because this is going to something that's going to apply to every every business owner out there, Jack. Right? <clears throat> so our so our topic today is is a question of how do I get better at speaking in public? Okay, mm -hmm. and so it's a good one for those of you who are familiar with the, with the show, have listened before. We we talk often about our seven keys to success that we coach on. Key number seven is presenting, and that sounds very formal and fancy pants type thing, Jack, right? Which is not necessarily always the case. And as an owner, you know, whether you, you know, whether you're the kind of person who likes to be in the spotlight, um, you know, whether you're the person who avoids those kind of situations and, you know, whenever there's a chance to say something in front of a group, you're the one sitting on your hands, or maybe, maybe that, that first person to raise your hand when, when that speaker has, you know, hey, can, does anybody have any questions? Maybe you're that first person to do it. You know, whatever it might be, as an owner, you're always in the spotlight, especially at your company. You know, as you're walking around, people know that the boss is around, whether you like it or not. Jack, we talk all the time to our owners about this, and they, they almost get embarrassed by it. We talk about the idea of getting in touch with their power. Right. And just, just their presence alone, people are paying attention to you. And so what you do and what you say or what you don't say is very important and how you say stuff. So as an owner, you want to make sure that you, you get better at be able to kind of speak in public. So speaking to your team is one form of speaking in public. And so we we're talking as we we're getting ready for the show, Jack, that, you know, are people just, you know, people just come out of the womb as fantastic speakers. Here, here they are, they're on the, the national speaker circuit and, you know, all those wonderful things. Is that, is that something that, that you're, just, you're just born with? Yes, that's right. There are people <laughs> like that who can speak on, on the, the first week of birth, after birth. <laughs> it's plugged in some of us some people are, are as they say just natural they can get up in front of a group and they're as relaxed as they can be and certainly they appear that way there's always anxiety when you're speaking even if you're really really good and accomplished 
I remember Johnny Carson, if, if uh, there are a lot of people who can still remember Johnny Carson, as, as accomplished as he was, and he was. Uh, he, he said, you know, he was talking about his behind the scenes, one, one show in the early going. And he said, if he ever lost that feeling of butterflies in his stomach before going out to talk to somebody, he'd know he'd be on a downward trek. So here's an accomplished guy who's done thousands of appearances and in the biggest of stages. And, and uh, here he is waiting behind the curtain to go to his tonight show and he's got butterflies galore. And once he starts to go out and, and talk, it just, it, all these anxieties go away. And that's true. It's true in sports. I remember uh, the anticipation of, of the game and you come out and you got the crowds on, on, you know, in the gymnasium or on the football field. And you, you, you have all this anxiety. And as soon as you hit, as soon as you make contact with the first play, everything goes away. And it's a whole different feeling. And, you know, how to get better? How, should you get better? Do you want to get better? There's so many ways to be schooled and to practice and to push yourself like Adam did. Adam gets in front of everybody now. When I first met him 100 years ago, he, uh, he'd always be kind of quiet in the back, but he pushed himself to, uh, you know, get in front of groups that he belonged to. And it's very important that you do something like that because that's how you get good. You talk to your, your employees and you, you encourage that. You know, when you mentioned that some folks just come out of the womb this way, I was thinking of the movie, was a baby boss? Did you ever see that movie? It was, uh, I think it was a cartoon movie, but Alec Baldwin was the voice of, uh, of the baby boss. He came out again. He was, he was a baby in diapers. And he was you know, running all this, you know, all this stuff. Like it was like, like a CEO, you know, you're just coming out of the, coming out of the womb. Right. So if, if that's not you, even if it is you again, you know, again, it, it's very rare to kind of, to kind of come out the way. And your example about Johnny Carson is a great, a great example, Jack, because yeah, here's somebody that whether it be in front of that live studio audience, in front of the cameras, you know, on stage, you know, talking to millions of people, you know, doing it, you know, there's a certain way to kind of, to kind of approach those things. And uh, there, there's ways to do it. And, and I think part of what happens, I think we'd all know people. We, we all have some folks that we know that talk a lot. But they almost never seem to say anything. Yeah, you know, we, we we can appreciate that, right? <laughs> or conversely, you know, we, we we also know a lot of people that we'd like to maybe hear more from, but they're a little bit shy, and we kind of have to kind of draw them out. And so, no matter where you fall in that curve, there's, there's different ways to kind of to kind of do it. So, we have some some different examples that we can kind of share and kind of uh, spark your interest today. You know, for for ways to do it. So, um, one of the first things is is to kind of find opportunities to practice, which is what you were talking about, Jack, right? And, and there are all sorts right. of, of groups out there. So um, I'm guessing many of our audiences maybe heard of groups like Toastmasters. Uh, Toastmasters is a group where literally they get together every week and you have to give a different speech every week. And they'll, they'll give different different uh, topics, different ways to kind of do it. But it's that's what the group is there for, Jack. It's there to practice your speaking. Or, you know, many folks are familiar with groups like B&I. Uh, Business Network International, which is a, a weekly group that meets that, you know, that, that exchange referrals. But during the course of that meeting, you have a chance to either talk for 30 seconds or a minute, or sometimes you get, you get a 10 minute presentation to talk, but you're, but you're, but you're doing stuff. So there are, there are ways to kind of do stuff, you know, maybe look around a little bit, you know, depending where you live, maybe you live, you know, near a bigger city and you've got some, some comedy clubs that are out there. There are, there are some open mic times that are out there. I picture getting up on a stage like that, Jack, and 
and having an open mic night. And you, you got three minutes or five minutes to kind of get up and just kind of do stuff. Right. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, the, the thought of that creates anxiety. You know? <laughs> well, I look back at my, in my, in my high school time and, and I happened to be dating a girl in high school and she was big in theater and um, for our audience, you know, I went to, to an all boys school and she went to an all girls school. And so at the all girls school, when they were doing their shows, they often needed some boys to play parts. You know, they'd often have girls play the boy parts too, but you know, if, if they get a few boys to kind of come in. And so since I was dating one of the girls, you know, she said, hey, why don't you come and, you know, you know, be part of the show. So I tried out and I was one of the handful of guys that, that got on the show. And I wound up doing over the course of a couple of years, I wound up doing a handful of different shows, Jack. And as, as I look back on that now, and again, you mentioned, you know, as you, as you knew me as, as a pretty young kid. So for, for folks who don't know, you know, Jack and I first met when I was probably 15 years old. Okay. So you got to see the, the, the very raw, the very raw stuff as watching evolve over the years. But imagine if I hadn't had that that theater experience, Jack. I mean, the the, the idea of again get, getting up on stage and you know the we first did first time, yeah, yeah. And I had a chance to experience you know you know you know being on stage was one thing. I remember one of the shows that we did, we did you know in the round, right, which is where the theaters in the like in the middle of the floor and the, the crowds all around you, and so you're coming in and out of the crowd. You're, you're it's a whole a whole different experience from that standpoint, right? We even traveled. You know, we we had a little competition that that, that we did. So. I had a chance to kind of experience those different things of being at, being on different stages. And so, you know, as I look back at on, on my life, it, it had a big impact without necessarily even thinking about that back then, but there's opportunities now to do that. Right. So maybe the open mic night isn't for you, but again, you know, I live here in, in North Ridgeville, Jack, we, we have a community theater here. Many places have, have a community theater. Hey, go try out for a part there. You know, chance are you, you'll make it, give it a chance to you know, be on stage, even just maybe being, you know, somebody who's kind of, in the crowd, you know, as, as part of being on the stage, we're just having that, that, that lead role, but just again, get used to it. As you mentioned, those, that anxiety, those butterflies, get used to the, the biochemistry that you're going to feel. That's an important thing to kind of know what to expect when that's going to happen, Jack. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. You know, you, you, uh, you have opportunities galore. I, I've spoken to groups in, in a lot of different venues, you know, through the years. And, uh, you know, to, to take advantage of things like your local communities, your, your, like Adam's talking about, and then to get involved with different groups, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Rotaries, the, you know, the different groups that are available, volunteer to be part of the, the leadership. And that puts you smack in front of everybody, you know, of that organization. And it, it, the more you do it, the more it builds, you never lose those butterflies like Johnny Carson, but they go away as soon as you make contact in effect, as soon as you go out there and, and look at the group and get the, get the focus off yourself. And, and uh, you know, how, how, how will you best convey your message and or the entertainment that you're, you're trying to convey? And it takes practice. And it's amazing how good you can get there's a uh, professional groups, uh, public speaking groups that uh, you know you can join and, and refine your act. If you you put a little commitment to it, and all of a sudden you're a pretty polished speaker, or you can be. So, how do you do it? Well, you you engage and you're active and you make it a, a commitment, depending on where you're at in the, in the uh, evolution of it. But it's fun. It can be a lot of fun once you get going. And if you find your niche, way more fun. 
All right, so so the first thing I guess we're talking about, Jack, is to kind of look around and find some opportunities and, and look for them. You know, they, they may present themselves, but you often have to go look for those kind of opportunities. We gave some examples of what those opportunities might might be. So start with that in terms of figuring out kind of where where should I go? What am I involved in? Maybe you're already involved in your, your, your point, Jack. Many businesses are involved in things like chambers of commerce and, you know, those things as well. So start to get involved with those leadership. And so that's always a good place to start. Now, the question is, what do you do? What do you do? Let's say you have a chance to be able to do something like that. You have a chance to be able to, to talk, Jack. You just get up there and wing it? What do you think? Yeah, sometimes depending on the group and what it's about. But usually, usually preparation is best. And it's best because you're going to get a better quality product coming out of your mouth. But you're, you're going to feel better faster in terms of giving, giving that, that speech or talk or motivation, whatever it may be. So yeah, a little preparation helps, right? And you know, uh, I like to talk about the whole idea of the rule of three, okay? Which is, if you're going to be talking, keep it to three points or less. You know, I don't care if you're talking for a minute or an hour. You know, if you're talking about more than three things, people are going to just lose track of you. And so, I guess a lot of our audience, depending on how old you are, you, you had to have speech class back in the day. Although Jack, that's I'm amazed. You know, in my local school here, I think there's one class. So like 20 kids each year have a speech class, right? It used to be, you know, it was required, you know, at least once or twice during the course of your high school career, you, you had to go through a speech class, you know? Which I, I, I'm amazed that they've taken that out. To me, that, that's a very important, you know, life This is skill. high school? You're yeah. talking high school? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I that's thought a, they were still doing it. Well, uh, <laughs> some places might be, but again, I, I'm surprised why I've heard that the certain schools have, have taken it out, just in terms of they, they, they get the curriculum down and whatever the, the testing are, that that's much like, Phys ed at times kind of fell off. You know, a lot of things that we, we kind of know about seem to have kind of fallen off the. Off that's the that's when that's when uh, okay I get it now. That's when participation trophies started to come into play. <laughs> that's, that's right, that's right. But take so, take to take them take them out of the uh, the, the the targeted uh, you know hurting hurting their ego hurting their their <laughs> systems here. I understand. It'll never feel Johnny Carson's anxiety. Right. Well, part of the reason I was bringing it up is, is I remember in those classes, Jack, they would talk about, like, they would say, hey, tell the audience what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them, right? Almost sounds right. Like, okay, so, and the idea, okay, so if I have those three points, okay, well, hit, hit those three points at the beginning, give a little detail about it, and then hit them again at the end so that they know, hey, I remember what you talked about. Hey, it was a great talk, and I, I remember what you talked about. So, Keep it to three points or less. If we do that, it'll keep things pretty focused and we'll be able to kind of keep you on point. I find that to be to be very, very helpful. And so that, that, that rule of three to me is always very good to kind of focus things. Yeah, you know, it is. That's a good one, Adam. That's a, that's a good rule. And as we're doing stuff, I'm not a big fan of scripting stuff, Jack. I love bullet points. So again, come back to, to kind of preparing stuff. You, you, you want to have some notes or some bullet points to kind of make sure you, you, you hit points that you want to, but... I found over the years that I work best when I just have a couple bullet points. Here's what I want to cover, and, and, and I'll, I'll keep them nearby so, so I know I, I'll hit those points, but let me just kind of talk. You know, let me kind of speak the heart versus it's it's almost painful when somebody has a scripted talk, you know, and they're, oh, they're almost, like reading yeah. from it because, you know, they're so afraid of saying the wrong words, something else, and it, it just does not come across well because, you know, a big part of speaking and presenting, there's there's so, there's a little showmanship to it, right? You know, it's a performance to a certain extent in terms of, you know, kind of getting out of your natural, your natural state 
But, you know, so if you're reading something, it's very difficult often to be able to kind of do that, right? So the rule three, have some notes, you know, I think is very important. Now, something that people may not think much about, Jack, and something that we got exposed to a couple weeks ago, it was, it was highlighted, which is just breathe. Just breathe, okay? It sounds, it sounds silly, okay? But whether it be getting rid of some of those butterflies up front, you know, a few deep breaths might help quite a bit from that standpoint to kind of breathe. You know, in through the nose, got to get that filled up. Okay, let's kind of let's kind of let that breath out. Or one of the things I know I often have trouble with is, as folks who have listened to any one of these 300 plus podcasts know, I tend to talk pretty quickly. And even though in my mind I'm saying slow, 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 and this is slow, believe me, the, the thoughts are, are bouncing all over the place. I often find if I just breathe or sometimes I can catch my words, just Take a breath, exhale, something is, but just be aware of your breathing because as you get in those stressful situations, you start to tighten up and you might start to maybe hold your breath a little bit without even realizing the fact, right? Because of course, of course you're going to breathe, right? I mean, you know, or else you're going to die, but just being aware of that to help get you in that calm state to let things kind of come out, even just to pause or react or if somebody asks a question, raises their hand, okay, it's okay to take a second, pause. Breathe. Pause is pause is a very powerful thing. It it uh, it shows your confidence, you know, when when you can pause for five seconds. Five seconds is a long time. Ten ten seconds is a real long time. You know, we we've uh, we've taken a couple of uh, classes. One was speaking to groups and controlling groups. Remember that one a long time ago, that uh, PhD from Connecticut or somewhere sure. in New England? Yep. And uh, yeah, Rondi was her name, focused. I believe. Wasn't it Rondi? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where she, I, uh, I, I, I grabbed that from, Jack, somewhere. But it's, been a, it's been a while when it's in there. That's right. <laughs> she, posed, yeah. she, she, uh, she emphasized among many things, but uh, one was the power of the pause. And to try to pause, picture yourself in front of a group talking on whatever subject. And all of a sudden, uh, you pause. You pause for 30 seconds. The whole place would be uncomfortable. We start to squirm. I mean, the, the power of that is unbelievable. It's hard to do as a speaker to not keep talking. You know, you, you don't want to create an environment of nothing. You're the guy, you're the person who has to carry the day. And all of a sudden, you're standing there not saying anything. Wow. Just try it for a second here, Adam. Don't like it. You got you to keep going, especially in, uh, you know, being put up as a speaker. It, you got to keep yapping. All these sports shows that we listen to. Oh, my God, geez. these guys have nothing. To, they got time time to speak, <laughs> so much time to speak. And, and uh, they have nothing to say after a while. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the power of silence you know one of the things that i've gotten involved in too is is teaching psr uh to seventh graders so a bunch of monday evenings and what's psr psr is public school religion so for the public school kids that are learning the catholic faith they they, they spend uh, an evening a week coming to listen to me right in terms of seventh graders for our class right so we got about 18 or 20 each year of these seventh graders and if you've never had a chance to be in front of a group of teenagers like that, or you know, preteens like that, I highly recommend it to give you a perspective. I did not miss my calling, Jack, of being a school teacher. I, I can tell you that much. Okay, 
Um, but <laughs> it, it helps to keep me very sharp. And, and, and when it comes to the silence thing, one of the things that the, the, the kids taught me a couple of years ago, one of the classes was it's like kind of like this horn thing. They said just they kind of put their 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 uh, hand up like this. The, the one teacher would do that. Your point that you just stand in front of the class and just do this and wait for all the kids because the, the kids are like, well, I'm, I'm the teacher's not, not talking right now. You know what's going on? And they look up and say, oh, that's that's a, like a sign to kind of be quiet. And so I tried that a few times with the kids. It was amazing how they they again once somebody stops talking, they notice that all of a sudden the teacher's not talking. All of a sudden, as people sort of kind of quiet down. I'm the only one talking out. So, oh, okay, we, we better pay attention, you know? So it, but the, 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 the natural tendency is to want to talk over them, right? Or to, to yell at it. And, and it's, if you try that, it's not going to necessarily go very well. You might have some battles back and forth, but it's not necessarily going to be the best thing to do. So yeah, your point about, you know, getting the power of silence and, and just getting comfortable with that. And, you know, to, to, to do that normally, like you said, it, you know, it's in a conversation is often tough, let alone if you're the one up there on stage, with the microphone or where it might be, you know, it's all right. That's a great way to be able to kind of, to be able to kind of gather the room a little bit that way. So breathing, breathing and pausing are, 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 are great things. Um, Preparation is, is huge, you know, to, to I, I like to write out pretty much what I'm going to say, you know, I'll write out pages just to make sure that, you know, I, I got it covered and I'll practice in front of a mirror, depending on how, how, uh, important i guess it is and even if it isn't important i'll still practice in front of a mirror but i won't do it as many times or as as long as uh you know i would it's just it it's it gives you confidence because you now okay you've gone through it for every day for the last week leading up to this and it's in your mind it's where you want it to be and you're you're commanding the the process here and to, to spend hours on, on a talk is nothing. I mean, it's really nothing. It's almost mandatory. So those are three good tips right there. Pausing and breathing and preparing. Well, the, the, and the, maybe a modern version of the mirror for folks who love their, their, their smart devices, Jack. Hey, you know, take, take that little phone thing you got there and take a video of yourself. And you can go back and watch it, right? I mean, you know, that, that used to be a big deal to, to, to get the video equipment kind of set up and you know, put the tape in or whatever, you know, back, you know way back in the day, Jack, you know, before the smartphones and all the, the technology the way it is now, nowadays you can, you can, you can film yourself and see how, see how it goes. You know, did you like it? You know, did, did it come across? Well, did you, did, did you, did you get all the points across, but that's the way to do it too. The, the, the practicing, um, you know, standing in front of a mirror. That's one of the things I was going to talk about too, is, you know, the idea of kind of standing up, moving around a little bit, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very conscious, you know, I, I'm six foot four, so I'm very conscious of my size and I can use that to my advantage at times. You know, if I come in and I'm standing, you know, I have a certain presence to just me walking into a room. I have a certain presence about me. And it took me a while to get comfortable with that, Jack, because that's not my, my nature is not to attract tension. So I had to kind of get used to get, get comfortable to being that, get, get the attention and be able to kind of use that. So as you start to kind of move around, I find moving around and standing for sure, but certainly helping to kind of move around helps to kind of to calm things down. Even though people seem to want to get stuck in their seats, Jack. It's amazing if you kind of get up, get up out of your seat, start to kind of move around a little bit. And the energy will often start to kind of flow. Things start to kind of calm down as well. Just it feels more natural, you know, versus standing at a podium. You're, you're gripping out of the sides of the podium, just, you know, just just waiting. Right. OK, and it, it, <laughs> that's going to create more stress as far as what's kind of going on, you know. So <clears throat> and if, if you're if you're not scripted, you have an idea what you want to say, you got the you know, you, you can you can move around a little bit and and be more comfortable with that stuff. Um, 
one of the last points I had was was just to roll with it. So there's a there's a saying, you know, in, in show business, right? The, the the show must go on, and that comes from years of hey, you know what stuff happens, Jack. You know, it's stuff unplanned happens, unexpected things happen. And I remember we were doing uh, doing a show. This was actually my freshman year in, in college. I came back and, and, and was doing a show because uh, my girlfriend at the time was still a senior in high school, so I was doing a show for the high school. And it was uh, Our Town, a very, you know, probably pretty well-known play. It's almost probably 100 years old kind of thing. In any case, we're, we're doing the, uh, a scene where we had on stage, we had kind of the lights would be on half the stage for, 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 for part of the scene. In the meantime, the other folks, it would be dark, but you'd be on stage, you, you would be moving, right? And all of a sudden, they would switch the lights and somebody else would kind of come on and, and you'd go dark. And so my wife and I, you know, for the during our part of the show, we're, we're kind of doing our speaking. We're having to be sitting down and then, we would then turn to, to each other's backs and we, we, we'd just freeze and you know, be quiet and, and lights would go down and then the next person would come on. Well, it's happened to be kind of the, the, the spring show, Jack, and you know, spring here in Northeast Ohio can get a little bit hot at times. And this was in a, in a, in a gymnasium, it wasn't, wasn't in a theater, it's a high school gymnasium and the gymnasium wasn't well ventilated. And it turns out that the, the, the person who's supposed to come on stage next had fainted, you know, backstage. And so we're on stage and it's quiet and we're just, we're waiting, right? Okay, so... Now, the fact that we'd practiced for how many untold hours right before, so my wife and I was kind of leaning against each other. We just, we just, we skipped ahead. So we kind of skipped whatever their part was and we just started kind of going. We just rolled with the jet, right? And we, you know, a couple minutes later, we, we, we get to the intermission, we come back and say, okay, you know, the girl had passed out. She was fine. She was just, again, just a little bit overheated, but she, she was doing okay. And I said, gee, I wonder if anybody noticed what happened, right? Because again, it, it probably was five seconds, maybe 10 seconds, Jack, right? But it, it seemed like, half an hour like you're, you're sitting there on stage and like what do we do like because you, you don't want to break character right so okay you just, you just start to kind of roll with it so you know things things happen you know we saw this with a, a client of ours uh years ago uh they were getting honored for, for for what the business had done and so you know our our owner you know our client was you know was pretty uh pretty confident guy you know it, it was very good at just kind of talking and, and busting balls back and forth a little bit it's just again just very gregarious and you would think it'd be no big deal to get up and just kind of hey thank you you know we kind of was glad thanks for the award and you know we're, we're glad to have you here all this kind of stuff right well he goes up to, to, to give this talk and within seconds starts to get choked up got caught up in the moment he just didn't realize because he was he was so proud of what had happened you know he's so proud of his team he just didn't he he'd kind of pushed his emotions back and all of a sudden you know you could see him get kind of get choked up, kind of pausing and so here, you know, the reason I bring it up is the idea of rolling with it. His wife just kind of comes right in and she starts picking up. So, hey, no problem. She just, and she just kind of rolled it. She, she, yeah, you know, it was like it was no big deal. Just kind of, kind of make it happen. And it was like, but to kind of see that, where again, these things start to kind of happen. I guarantee he stopped breathing, right? In, in terms of what was kind of going on, I just, but you, you have to kind of just, you kind of roll it. Expect those things to kind of start to, you know, start to happen. And so, the more practice you get of doing these things, the better you can get at it, right? So. You know, I talk about you know my theater experience, or you know, you know, Jackie, you and I were both in BNI for years, and so every week we're getting up and 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 giving a talk. And when you go to those groups, there are certain folks again that, that will just go. Their, their one minute becomes three minutes. Other folks, their one minute's like ten seconds. Right? They're up, they're back down. They, they can't wait to get back in their seat again. You know, um, but you know, getting involved in different groups. You know, I've been president of Rotary. I'm going to be president again coming here, coming up here in a few months for the third time. You know the PTU, you know like the you know this radio show, right? If you had told me when I was a teenager, Jack, that I'd be doing a weekly radio show and podcast, I think you're nuts. 
Like what do you? What right. Do you mean? Funny That's... how funny how those paths are are laid out, right? Right. You don't know, but you know this that you can get up and find opportunities to get in front of crowds uh, in your neighborhood without any big deal. I mean, you know, we could we could probably come up with twenty five easy <clears throat> areas to uh, pursue, but do it. It's fun. Makes you grow, makes you feel different, makes you feel better, and opens up a world for you that you otherwise uh, are close to. You may actually find that you actually enjoy it, Jack. I mean, one of those things. I yeah. think that often happens when people, geez, how often do they say, I should have done this years ago? You know, because right. <laughs> they're, they're discovering something new that's been there all along. So, well, so, so you could be one of those people that people say, hey, Jack, you're just a naturally gifted speaker. And you smile and nod and go, you have no idea how many, how many, uh, just smile and nod, say yeah. Thank you. Thank, thanks for noticing, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm faking it well. And it, it's very true in terms of kind of doing those things. And, and we shared, we shared uh, a few weeks ago on one of our podcasts, you know, where I mentioned like, like kind of rolling with it, my, my whole fainting story, right? It wasn't when I was speaking that I fainted, it was when somebody else was speaking, right? But you know, here she was in front of a group of 350 people and one of the persons in the audience kind of goes down, right? So what do you do? What do you, what do you do? So if you're a polished speaker and done a lot of things, you, you're, you're probably better at rolling with it, you know, or, you know, we, we, we were attending a, a conference a few weeks ago where the, the, the batteries kept wearing out, right? People had these wireless microphones and, you know, it seemed like twice a day, the, the batteries would wear out, Jack, right? So you just kind of roll with it, you know, versus getting all upset or the, the technology wasn't working, right? All of a sudden, you know, how many times does that happen? All of a sudden, hey, I can see the video, but I can't hear, the, can't hear, hear the audio, Jack, what's going on, right? So, it happens. So, okay. So you come back to, if you're prepared for it and you expect things to go wrong. Okay. You're, you're in your mind, you're kind of, you know, much like, you know, if you're a former athlete, you have to talk about visualizing what's going to happen. Same thing's true here. So a lot of those things that made you successful and maybe your, your athletic pursuits at a young age are very transferable to something like this in terms of, you know, getting comfortable speaking in public, but it's a key skill. So, and again, as we, as we open the show, Jack, we talked about if, if you're an owner, I don't care whether you like it or not, it's something that that's almost required as an owner. You got to start to get better at this. Even if you think you're great at it, chances are you could probably get better. Maybe you're one of those people you think you're really great at, but you're really not saying much. You just talk a lot. So let's make sure you get it. Keep it for you. It's get those three points down. Make sure to keep your focus. Keep you keep keep you on on point for what you want. Make sure you're going to communicate to the audience with, from that. Yeah, point. make it make it a uh, priority. Put it on your hit list and get better at it. You know, you'll find that your your world is much much more opportunistic and fun. It really is. Absolutely. All right. So that's enough on. It's public speaking for this point. We gave people enough stuff here, I think, to give them, get them started, get them moving. But we'd love to hear how you're doing with that stuff. So we, we, we appreciate you listening to, to, to uh, the show today. And in case you don't know, we have all kinds of other shows. So this is actually podcast number 311. So we have 310 other shows that have been published before this one. And most of them are geared towards standing the test of time. They're not about whatever the event of the day is. It's about things like this, sort of things that are, are key for you to, to run and grow your business successfully. And so you can get all those at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. And if you click on the episodes link, you can go there as a search box. You can put in, if you have a question or a topic you're looking for, you can search for it there and it'll, it'll feedback whatever shows cover that topic. If you don't find a show that makes sense, if you have another question, please send it to us. You can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 877-849-0670. Happy to answer that for you. 
Um, if you have a smart device that you listen to podcasts, whether it be a you know your iHeart or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can subscribe to it. We, do, we usually drop a new show every Thursday. We deliver right to your smart device every week. And I have all those prior shows there for you as well. So lots of great things to kind of listen to. Most of the shows are anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. We also have a lot of interviews that we do with, with entrepreneurs as well. Uh, folks that have very inspiring, inspirational stories are very, very relatable stories that I think you'll find entertaining as well. So lots of good stuff for you there as well. But appreciate you listening as always. And we will talk to you next week. Good. Okay, Anna. Nice show.